You're listening to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast. Welcome, Colts fans, to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast. My name is Joe Hopkins. I will be your host today. Joining me is Mike Chapel over the internet. And um, I got to say, if you're listening to this podcast, you are a trooper because uh, the Colts just lost to the Browns 32-23. to We're going to recap that game today, discuss a few takeaways, and I'll try not to slam my head through this desk. Um, Mike, we all predicted this last week. You, me, Dave, we all picked the Browns to win, but I didn't predict that it would hurt this bad. How are you taking it? Well, and again, I got some blowback, but I picked the Browns because I don't trust the Colts offense. And here we are. Yeah. So it's in, and if people take offense to that, just look at the numbers. They've had two touchdowns in their last 22 possessions. That's, that's just not going to work. Uh, and until they get things fixed, I don't know how it gets better because and it's going to be I wrote about it yet last night is the quarterback gets too much praise and too much blame but, but when your quarterback's not playing at a high enough level four touchdowns five interceptions and in the two losses uh his interceptions gave Jacksonville 10 points what was the score 27 20 yep and yesterday they give up a, a pick six and a safety that's nine points so what was it they lost by nine. I, you know, I, I realize that's simple and all that, but 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 until the quarterback starts making plays consistently that make a difference, we talked about the reason. I thought the reason they got they they wanted an upgrade over Brissett is he didn't make those four or five plays that they you have to make. And right now in these two losses, that's what Rivers also is not doing. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little later in the show. First, we'll start with a bit of news, and of course, it is COVID-related. Uh, the Patriots and Broncos game has been moved to next Sunday now after the Patriots had a positive test. Um, I know a lot of the players weren't too happy about it because now this was technically their bye week, but they spend all week practicing instead of resting. It's something, you know, coaches and players and fans are just going to have to deal with all year. This is going to be here, um, and it'll be a challenge to get through it to say the least, but at least we still have football for the time being. Uh, secondly, speaking of COVID moving games, we have a Tuesday night football game. It'll be right here on CBS for the Titans and the bills, two undefeated AFC teams. Um, obviously the Titans in the AFC South. So that'll have a uh, big implications for the Colts as they try and win the division. Um, but moving on and focusing on the Colts here, uh, they go into Cleveland to face the three and one Browns, both teams three and one Browns begin the game with a 10 play 69 yard drive that resulted in a field goal. The Colts were able to answer and this was the best that their offense looked all day. And you know what? We saw that with the Bears too. Their offense looks good early and then just kind of falls apart going down the stretch. Colts had a nine-play, 72-yard touchdown drive in which Jonathan Taylor ran it in from four yards out on fourth and two. Uh, Frank Wright gambling there, and it paid off for him. Uh, on the next drive, the Browns have the ball. They come right back with a 14-play, 81-yard drive. Baker, make your, Baker Mayfield excuse me, found Kareem Hunt in the end zone on third and two. It is now 10-7 to Cleveland. The Colts drive right back with a 61-yard, seven-play uh, drive of their own. They get to Cleveland's 14, but have to settle for a Rodrigo Blankenship field goal. Hot Rod knocks it through 10-all. 
Browns keep it rolling with a nine-play, 75-yard drive capped off by Mayfield's pass to Rashard Higgins in the end zone. Uh, Colts get the ball next, and they go three and out. Um, and then the Browns keep it rolling. I mean, they really, their offense played well in the first half. They have a 12-play drive that ends with a field goal, about 13 seconds left in the half. Um, not enough time for the Colts to do anything with it. It's 20 to 10 Browns at halftime. And Mike, you know, in our pregame show on Thursday, this is exactly what we said the Colts couldn't do. We, the Colts couldn't fall behind the Browns and then let the Browns just run. Um, and of course, that made the Colts have to throw the ball more than they wanted to. Uh, I believe the end result was about 33 pass attempts to 18 rush attempts, if I'm uh, if I'm not wrong there. But the Colts find themselves in a hole at halftime. And how do they begin the second half? Philip Rivers throws a pick six. I mean, it's not even close to being open. Um, the defense back just undercuts it as a short pass to the sideline, uh, takes it back to the house. Thankfully, he gets bailed out by um, undrafted rookie Isaiah Rogers, who ran a kickoff back 101 yards for a touchdown, kind of erasing the pick six. Um, and the Colts are still down by 10. Then the Colts are looking good again. Bobby Okariki intercepts Baker Mayfield over the middle. Um, club and all able to haul it in. I uh, had that club on his hand from uh, the, his thumb injury. He had a procedure earlier in the week. So that was a really impressive play for Okariki, who played pretty well in this game all in all. Um, the Colts begin the drive at Cleveland's 48 after the interception. And the drive stalls after a holding call on Jack Doyle kind of set them back. Um, put them in the first and 20 that they weren't able to overcome. And the Colts have to kick another field goal. It's a one touchdown game at this point, 27 to 20. You're thinking the Colts have a chance. Um, the Colts finally forced the Browns uh, to punt for the first time in the game in the second half. Naheem Hines calls for a fair catch, and that has the Colts starting their drive at the four-yard line. Uh, that'll prove to be costly because then on that first play, Miles Garrett beats LaRaven Clark, filling in for the injured Anthony Costanzo. Phillip Rivers is in the end zone. He just kind of throws it away instead of stepping up in the pocket. There's no one, no, you know, no receiver in the area of where he was throwing it. And that is called a safety. Um, it's now 29 to 20 Cleveland, and they get the ball back. But the Colts defense forces a three and out. The Colts defense really got it together in that second half. Um, the Colts down nine with the ball, a little over 13 minutes left in the game. Rivers throws another interception over the middle intended for Mo Ali Cox. And I don't even think he saw the defender. Um, was it Sheldon Redwine, I believe, who intercepted that pass? Again, it was another one that just wasn't even close to being open. Another key to the game that we talked about is no bonehead plays. And there was a couple right there, three actually, two interceptions and the safety. All of those could have been avoided. Um, again, though, Philip Rivers got bailed out because on that ensuing Cleveland drive, Anthony Walker intercepted Baker Mayfield as the Browns were driving into Colts territory. Colts still in it. Um, but their drive, let's see, they're, 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 they drive down. They have a first and 10, excuse me, at the Browns 11 yard line. Three straight Philip River passes go incomplete, incomplete, and then four yards to Marcus Johnson. Don't know why you wouldn't run the ball that close to the end zone at least once there. Blankenship nails his third field goal of the day to make it a 29 to 23 game. And the Colts defense needs to stop. At this point, there's about two minutes and 44 seconds left in the game. Colts have all three timeouts and the two minute warning to uh, stop the Browns, stop the clock, and get the ball back with enough time to score. Immediately, 
first down. Cream Hunt runs for 10 yards, and the Colts have to use a timeout. Uh, the Colts then stuffed Hunt on the next play. He only gained one yard. And then the Browns helped the Colts out by throwing it on second down. It was incomplete, stopping the clock. Third and nine, Colts just need to stop them. You know the Browns are probably going to run here. And De'Ernest Johnson runs for 29 yards off the left side, effectively ending the game. Colts don't have enough timeouts to then get another stop in the ball back. Um, the Browns ended up kicking a field goal with about 20-some seconds left, making the final score 32-29. to 29. And like you said, Colts lost by nine points, and that's exactly how much the Browns got off of the pick six and the safety. Um, I mean, key stats of the game, Phillip Rivers, 21 for 33, 243 yards, no touchdown passes, two costly picks, and the safety. Mike, after the game, Rivers, uh, Frank Wright defended Phillip Rivers and says he's playing good football. That didn't look like good football to me. What did you have to think? Yeah, I didn't, and I don't know if they're trying to protect him, don't want to hurt his feelings, which is crazy. The guy's been around, taking a lot of heat. But whenever, when he says he's the least of my concerns, that's what they said last year about Vinny when they stuck with him through his struggles. And at some point, it rings hollow. So it, it, the quarterback has to play better. It, it just He just does. And he, he's, again, they're one of the worst teams in the league on third down one of the worst teams in the league in the red zone and it's hard for the quarterback i think phillips ranked like 24th to 25th on third down passing both yeah you had some uh stats in your article there that the colts um only about 34 to 35 percent on third down there that's just not going to get it done um in this game you actually noted rivers was four of eight for 64 yards and both of his interceptions came on third down just really trying to press and force something on a team that you don't have to press and force something. You have a great defense. You can run the ball well. I'm still surprised they only gave Jonathan Taylor 12 carries. Um, but it, at a certain point, Mike, I know Phillip Rivers isn't playing well, but is is the play calling and the coaching kind of making you scratch your head as well? I, just, I get I wonder, and, and I'll beat the dead horse. I don't understand. Overall, Jonathan Taylor isn't getting more work. Uh Understand some of the situations have been an issue this past game. The issue was, I think they had, was it, a, was it seven rushes in the first half for 18 yards? Well, they only had the ball three times. So that's, it, it is hard to, to divvy up the, the plays when you have 18 plays in the first half. And that's on the defense. Get off the field. You know, occasionally the offense is going to fail and it needs to be able to fail a three and out or whatever and know it's going to get back on the field. Three possessions in the first half, excluding the Neo down, is not enough. So that that really kept them from getting the run game going. But then in the second half, you're down 10 points. And then you're down 27-10 after the pick six. So it's hard to stick with the run. But until they get this running game fixed, until either fixed or committed to it, they're asking their quarterback to do way too much. Uh, I, I know at this point in his career, you know, the, the term game manager – brings up the thought print dofer ish and that's not what you want but it it's this running game fixed to where they're not not asking the quarterback to do so much yeah you know the Colts on the day um as a team ran the ball 18 times for 68 yards 3.8 a carry Jonathan Taylor had 57 of that himself on 12 carries he had 4.8 yards per carry I mean he obviously looks like the Colts 
far and away best weapon on offense. And, and the fact that they're not trying to funnel the offense through him is just kind of puzzling. Um, I mean, you know, not to make too many excuses for Phillip Rivers, but aside from T.Y. Hilton, he was throwing Ashton Doolin and Marcus Johnson, and he doesn't have a lot to work with outside of T.Y. and then maybe Jonathan Taylor. Um, so I get that, you know, he doesn't have the best weapons. If they the defense just focuses on T.Y., there's not a lot of other things going on in the passing game. But but lean on your run in that case. Lean on Jonathan Taylor. Get him some screen passes. Get him in the open field. I mean, we saw in the first game what he did with his six receptions against the Jaguars. I mean, that first screen pass, he took 38 yards, 36 yards against Jacksonville and almost scored on it. You saw the burst. Um, and the Colts just kind of seemed content jamming him up the middle, and he's still getting good chunk after good chunk. I just don't understand why they don't feature him a little more. I might, uh, you know, moving to the defense, they only sacked Mayfield once. Um, his mobility was a big factor of this game. He had a few runs um, for first downs that really that really helped the Browns out there. Um, and then the defense, like you said, 20 points in the first half. They only allowed three in the second half, so they really buckled down. I mean, this Cleveland team was scoring at will for the first quarter of the season, and then to hold them to 23 points, I don't think is – uh, a terrible job by the defense, especially, you know, um, when Rivers is throwing interceptions and, you know, they're punting from the safety out of their own end zone and, th and things of that nature. But Mike, let's talk about Philip Rivers. Cause he, you know, clearly the big takeaway from this game is, is Philip Rivers going to be good enough? I might be getting ahead of myself here, but at what point do we start considering maybe benching him for Brissett? That would be the last resort. And I don't know what that is. Uh, if he comes out against Cincinnati and it's just got awful against a team that is really not doing much this year, maybe, but to do that would, 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 would really go against, it, it would just show they made a, a major mistake investing $25 million in the off season. But at some point, you know, like last year with, with, with Vinny, th this is a hall of fame player talking about Vinny and you went with him longer than you should have. And I would argue that it probably cost you the playoffs with two or three games. That it, and thus far, Rivers has cost them. Yes, there's other reasons. I mean, the Hines fair catch at the four-yard line is inexcusable. You know, worst case, if, if he doesn't catch it and they down it at the two-yard line, okay, you're the same. A lot more chances of going in touchback. But, but it still falls on the quarterback. And and I understand Rivers on the safety where you don't want to – he said, I thought about stepping up, but you're in the end zone. And then when you when you start buying time in the end zone, maybe you get a hold on the Raven Clark, well, then it's a safety. So, it, but, but the quarterback's got to play better. When do they go to Brissett? Would they go to Brissett? I, I think it's going to take a really – and people are going to hate this because we've seen it – some bad play by the quarterback And because I, I don't think – they want to do that. And once you do that, it's tough to go back to the guy. I think it's going to take a really the old three pick game where it really it's, it really shows you you've got no other option. I think we're a ways away from that. Part of that is, is, will be on stubbornness. Part of it will be that they're convinced what they did in the offseason was right. And but but again, the one thing that Brissett to a fault would not do was push the ball down the field, take risks. And I was looking at this, the, the first five games last year, he had uh, 10 interceptions and three or 10 touchdowns and three interceptions. And Rivers has got four and five. 
the difference is he was at 6.4 an attempt and, and Rivers is at eight. So they're more robust w with Rivers, but they're also making more mistakes with Rivers. And this team is not built to overcome mistakes. Yeah, and something we saw kind of in the red zone that kind of made the Colts a better red zone team last year was Brissett's ability to run a little bit. You know, they get in close and they can kind of use him on bootlegs, get him outside the pocket, and he's a threat to take him in himself. Rivers is not a threat at all in that capacity. And the defense is at a level where this year, I think they could kind of afford a game manager type quarterback in Brissett. I mean, that's kind of, you know, what you hope Rivers would do at this point because he's clearly not the same quarterback he was in years past where he could push it down the field and be successful. Um, you know, he, he's 38 years old. He's, he, he's past his prime clearly, and he doesn't have the weapons to do that either outside of maybe T Y Hilton who had his best game of the year uh, on Sunday, six catches on 10 targets for 69 yards. Um, you like to see him get going a little bit, but Again, it's just not enough. All offseason, we talked about the Colts need to get more weapons on offense and better quarterback play. And here we are, you know, for all the moves we've that the Colts have made over the offseason, the problem is still bad quarterback play and not enough, you know, weapons making big plays on offense. Um, kind of the same yeah. issues that plagued them. Yeah, in one stat I was looking at that we keep talking about when are they going to get T.Y. off? His last 16 games. Okay, 16, 66, 793, and five touchdowns. That, that's average. his last 16 games. That's below average for, 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 for a stud, for a four-time Pro Bowl receiver. So I, I don't know what it is. Rivers haven't got it going. This year, This year, Rivers, when he throws a TUI, he's got a 55-6 passer rating. You know, that's, 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 not, that's not winning football. So whether it's the fact they haven't been together, whether it's the fact that TY's lost something, whether it's Rivers isn't good enough, there's a lot of speculation. They've got to get it fixed. They need to get it fixed. We were talking off air with Cincinnati and Detroit coming up. This is when you have to get it fixed. Yeah, because after Cincinnati and Detroit, they have Baltimore, Tennessee, Green Bay, and Tennessee again. I mean, that's a difficult stretch and, you know, I, I get the Browns are a good team. Clearly, they have a lot of talent and they're playing well. Baker Mayfield, despite the two interceptions, is kind of playing winning football, especially compared to how he played last year. Um, but I mean, the, the, when they play a, these bigger tests coming up, they're going to have to rise to the occasion and not play how they've been playing in the past. Um, that, that'll be up, about wrap it up here on the Blue Zone today. We're not going to keep you guys too long talking about a Colts loss. Um, I know that's painful for a lot of you guys out there. One thing, Mike, I haven't seen the report, but did the Colts come away with any injuries in this game? Julian Blackman was looked at initially with a groin injury, but he went back in. So knock on wood, this might be the first Monday we've had where we're not worrying about a procedure, a scan or, or whatever. So, you know, knock on wood, they may have come out of this pretty healthy. Yeah, and then, you know, I, I'm not sure the degree – of uh Costanzo's rib injury I'm not sure if you got any more insight into that on Friday or anything but hopefully Costanzo and Darius Leonard can make their way back onto the field this week and the Colts can be uh, much closer to full strength as a roster than they were Sunday against the Browns but, but there's also a good chance that they keep those two guys out one more week they've got to buy and then you can really give them a chance to get healthy so we'll see how that That's works. That's a good point, especially playing Cincinnati. The Colts might feel like they can get it done without them. 
Um, especially, you know, I mean, against the Browns, for all the mistakes they made, they had a chance to win it at the end. I mean, if that defense gets one more stop, Phillip Rivers has an opportunity to go down and score. Um, and it was kind of similar with uh, the Jacksonville game. For all the mistakes they made, it was a one-touchdown game, and the Colts were still in it. So if they can clean some things up, it's not like they're getting blown out of the water by any means. Um, but they have a lot that they're going to have to get cleaned up. Well, um, that'll do it today on the Colts Blue Zone podcast. You can follow us on Twitter um, for all your Colts information and entertainment at Colts Blue Zone. You can follow me on Twitter at Reto Street Joe. You can follow Mike at mchapel51. Um, I'm sure he'll have several more articles come out this week. And then uh, join us Thursday as Dave uh, gets in on the fun and we preview the, the Colts game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, that'll be coming this Thursday. And of course, Tuesday Night Football on CBS4. Make sure to check that out. Uh, hopefully the Buffalo Bills can beat the Titans to keep the AFC South uh, very close in contention for the division title. That'll do it for us today, and have a good one, Colts fans.